بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected brothers sisters elders every time i hear some stories of what is happening in the world today and i'm not talking about war torn places i'm not talking about natural disasters i'm talking about daily life of people in the most powerful the wealthiest nation in the world where one single man has the wealth to be able to feed every hungry person on the face of the planet by spending less than 2% of his wealth and i see what is happening in that country which is this country first of all it blows my mind and secondly i thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu for la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah i think this is the critical the most important thing that we should thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the american holiday the thanksgiving weekend and we are sitting in the middle of that and maybe i'm not saying do it for that reason because we have better reason than that to do it and that is to thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the tragedy today is that even muslims do not have this they know the kalima is it in the heart that is the question and that's why we are looking at the series of lectures on the leadership style of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in that context i want to say to you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu ya ikhwan wa akhawatir rasulillah I want to say to you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh o brothers and sisters of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam i am not flattering you i didn't cook this up today anas bin malik radhiyallahu anhu reported in a hadith in musnad imam ahmad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said I wish I could meet my brothers and any time this kind of hadith 
brothers and sisters is it means that automatically he said i wish i could meet my brothers anas bin malik said radiyallahu anhu the sahaba asked him ya rasulullah are you not your brothers rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said you are my sahaba you are my companions and allah has given you a special rank and status but my brothers and sisters are those who have faith in me even though they have never seen me that is you that is you that is you you are the brother of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam you are the sister of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam i didn't say it he said it sallallahu alaihi wasallam so whatever you do in life wherever you might be in life whatever you might face in life never forget this never allow this to go from your mind and that is who are you you are the brother of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and as i said i'm not saying this he said it sallallahu alaihi wasallam the first and foremost of the qualities of leadership is absolute certainty in the belief it goes without saying that unless you believe you cannot convince anybody else the ambiya exemplified this and exemplified it by believing and by stating clearly that belief they believed in la ilaha illallah and they believed in their mission which was to take this la ilaha illallah to those who don't have it not to force them or to compel them but to present it to them because this is for you and it is for them you have been selected to take this gift from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to all of his creation all the makhluk allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself said about this kuntum khaira ummatin ukhrijat linnas ta'muruna bil ma'rufi wa tanhauna 'anil munkar wa tu'minuna billah allah said you muslims you believers are the best of people and not because of your race and not because of your names and not because of your wealth you are the best of people because you have been selected for the benefit of annas for the benefit of all of humanity and how do you benefit them by enjoying good and forbidding evil and you have faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my brothers and sisters allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that he uh, that we were raised up and selected and honored and appointed to benefit the rest of mankind and the first and foremost of that is to invite them towards the truth and away from falsehood my question is do we remember this one of the things i teach is life goal planning i do it all the time i've been doing for the last 35 years multiple countries multiple people 
And whenever there's a Muslim audience, the question I ask them in their life goal is, what is your core purpose? Why do you exist? Why are you alive? To do what? And to my great grief, not once, never have I heard a Muslim saying, I exist to introduce Allah to all of humanity. I exist to take the gift of La ilaha illallah to all of humanity. This is the purpose of my being. That is why I walk the earth. Not once. Today we wonder why we are where we are. There's no need to wonder. It's clear as the nose on our faces. The help of Allah comes to those who do the work of Allah. And if we decided to leave the work of Allah, Jalla Jalaluhu, then we cannot rely on the help of Allah. Imagine Rasulullah wasallam standing on Safa, on the little mountain, and calling the people, Wa Subaha. And they came running and rushing because that was the alarm call. And he said to them, If I told you that there is an army behind this hill which is going to attack you, will you believe? And they said, Of course. You never lied to us. You are a sadiqul amin. Of course we would believe you. He said, Then listen to what I am saying. And I am saying to you that if you do not give up, the worshipping of idols, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish you grievously when you meet him. I have come to warn you of a severe punishment in the hereafter if you do not leave polytheism. Today we live in all kinds of self-created fantasies. For example, there are people who believe that as long as everybody is good, whatever the definition of that good is, it doesn't matter what they believe. All paths lead to Allah. All worship is for Allah. Like in the heyday of the Roman Empire, they used to say all paths lead, lead to, all roads lead to Rome. They say all roads lead to Allah, no matter what you do. Sounds like a nice liberal kind of philosophy, right? Call it what you want, but that's not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. That is not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us, made some very categorical statements. But before we go to what Allah said, let me ask a very simple logical question. If all parts lead to Allah and all parts all paths lead to Allah and all paths lead to Jannah, then why was the need to send prophets? What was the need? What was the need for the books? Why did Nuh and Ibrahim and Musa and Isa and Muhammad and all the others, why did they come? There was no need. Whatever anyone was doing was fine. What was the need? 
But the problem is when shaitan, when you allow shaitan to occupy your mind, then logic, everything else fails. So we become, we become very logical in, the, in, in life, or we say we are very logical, but you make a completely illogical statement which has no basis in anything, including straightforward logic. If everything is okay, then why did the messengers come for what? So I think one of the most important things for us is to realize, and that's why I began with saying, let us thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Because you cannot propagate, you cannot sell something that you are yourself apologetic about. If I am not proud of what I have, then there is no way that I am going to promote that to somebody else. I will always be hiding under some table and I will always be pretending that, oh, no, no, you know, I am not, I'm not like this. You have to believe in the core of your being confidently and then present that confidently and politely and but unambiguously, clearly. Say that without any preambles or postscripts. There are many ayats in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directed Rasulullah to convey the message of Islam to the people. And he said that he was not sent to compel them or convince them or coerce them or even persuade people. Just to present and convey the message clearly. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhar rasoolu, balligh ma unzila ilayk. Balligh ma unzila ilayka mir rabbik. Wa illam taf'al fama ballaghta risala. Wallahu ya'asimuka minan nas. Inna allaha la yahdil qawmal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, proclaim, convey the message which has been sent down to you from your Rabb. And if you do not do that, then you have not conveyed the message. You have not fulfilled the purpose of prophethood. Obviously, there was no question of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not doing it. The lesson is for us. Because we have inherited that mantle from him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whether we like it or not which is to convey the message to every living person on the face of the earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah will protect you from mankind. Allah will protect you from the people. And verily Allah does not guide those who disbelieve. And if you want some more textual evidence that this deen and only this deen is what is acceptable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That all paths may lead to Rome, but they don't lead to Allah. And they do not lead to the Jannah. There is one way to Jannah. And there is one way to Allah. And that is Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum, wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati, wa raditu lakum al-islam deena. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, This day I have perfected your religion for you. And I have completed my favor upon you and I have chosen for you Islam as your religion. My brothers and sisters, I ask you just reflect on this one thing. Our religion is not something that was invented by another human being. No matter how eminent and learned and spiritual, sage, sitting on the top of the Himalayas, no. 
Our religion was chosen for us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's gift to all of humankind equally. Which we have accepted alhamdulillah. So we are the ummah of hijabat, the ummah who has accepted. And the rest of them are the ummah of da'wat to whom this must be conveyed. Just think in yourself. How do you feel? This is my Rabb's gift to me. Does it do anything to you inside you? Is there any feeling associated with that? This is what Allah gave me. Jalla jalalu. Ta'ala Allahu lamthal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond any examples that we give. We give examples only to illustrate. Think about how sometimes you have this great attachment to this. What to the, to the world looks like a, you know, maybe an old musalla or something. And people say, why you, why do you have this, you know, tattered things? No, 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 this is what my father used to pray on. And my father prayed for 40 years on this musalla. And when he died, this is my virasa. This is what I got my father. This, this musalla, this ragged piece of cloth is worth to me more than anything else. Don't we do this? Subhanallah, this Islam is more than a ragged piece of cloth. And this came from, not from your father, it came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the value of that for us? We need to be connected with our hearts to understand this deen. This is not intellectual knowledge out of a book. This has to come from inside. I invite you and myself to sit and reflect and think about this. And to get this feeling inside. When you say, I am Muslim, what does it mean? Not translation. I am Muslim means my Muslim man who know. And I'm Muslim, no. To me, what does it mean in my heart? قُلْ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِلِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد we are talking about the principles of leadership and the first and foremost of them is complete and total certainty in our belief because only out of that will come the desire to convey this to others we are talking about the textual evidence that islam is the only deen which is acceptable to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I recited for you the ayat of Surah Al-Ma'idah. Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-Islam ad-Deena. In Surah Al-Alimran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further clarified and said, Inna ad-Deena inda Allahi al-Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the only deen with Allah is Islam. Anything else is not a religion. Allah does not consider it to be a deen. The only deen is Islam. Inna ad-Deena inda Allahi al-Islam. And then further in Surah Al-Imran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and whoever seeks and whoever will come on the day of judgment with a religion other than Islam, 
this will not be accepted from this person and that person will be among the losers. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu gave us this beautiful deen and he gave us this wonderful uh, mission. The question is, the Anbiya did this 24-7. They did not do anything else. Now you might say, well, what does that mean? Does it mean I shut my shop and I hit the street? If Allah gives you, gives you that tawfiq, by all means do that. I'm not stopping you. But you don't need to do that. The beauty of this deen is that practicing this deen in whatever you are doing in your life is da'wah by itself. And that's the beauty. I don't have to leave it and do something else. I'm playing soccer on the field. Time for salah, I pray. This is deen. This is one of the most, today, alhamdulillah, we have some of the most powerful Islamic icons in the world of sports. Yes? Why? Because they practice the deen. Yesterday, somebody on, on LinkedIn, on my feed, somebody sent an interview of my very good friend Hashim Amla, the uh, South African uh, cricketer and cricket captain for many years. And Hashim is giving an interview and there's this woman who's taking this interview. This whole interview, Hashim Amla is looking at the ground. Not once did the man look at the woman. This is the meaning of practice of deen. This is the meaning of lowering your gaze. It's just one on one. She's standing in front of him. Not once. May Allah bless Hashim Amla and his family. His father passed away last year. May Allah fill his cover with noor. And may Allah protect them always. And there are others. You are a doctor. Let your Islam shine through in your medical practice. My wife's grandfather was a very famous. He was a mufti and a surgeon. And he, and he, wrote, and he wrote books on fiqh as well as on, in, in surgery. Dr. Shanawas. In his... On his prescription, on top would be written, Allah is the one who gives shafa. Whatever you do, I don't need to make a list of occupations. Ensure that your occupation is halal. You can't be thinking, you can't be doing this while you have a liquor shop. I mean, obviously that, I don't need to say that, right? Make sure that you are, your income is halal. That you are, whatever you're doing, whether it is selling or whether it's work, anywhere, make sure that is halal and do it according to the principles of Islam. Every moment of your life will become a moment of ibadah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for that when you meet him. So when you get up and go to work, you are going for ibadah. Not going to work, you're going for ibadah. Your whole work is ibadah. Your whole work is da'wah. What more can we ask for? What more can we ask for? Remember that this job was given to us as a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to honor us because it was a job of the Anbiya and we got this job as Muslims because we are the last ummah. After Rasulullah there is no more Nabi but the need for hidayah continues and therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this job to the ummah of the last Nabi, alayhi salam. 
My brothers and sisters, remember, people listen with their eyes. They don't care what you say until they see what you do. You can talk till the cows come home. If you don't practice what you preach, nobody, the word has no credibility. Think about this. If Rasulullah was not like how his wife, our mother Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha described him when she said he is the walking Quran. If he, were, if he were not to be like that, do you think the Sahaba would have believed in him and would have followed him with such tremendous strength as they actually did? Wouldn't have happened, right? If you talk something and in his life you saw something else, khalas. But with the, with the Prophet ﷺ, there was complete resonance. There was complete synchronicity between thought and word and deed. And that is what we need to aspire towards and, uh, and try to do. Remember, whoever is, whenever Islam came throughout the ages, Islam always went against the flow. The Nabi came to stop people doing what they like to do. So anyone who is a Muslim and anyone who is living like a Muslim will always be against the flow. So don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. You stand out. Dead fish go with the flow. Live fish swim against the current. Only when you stand out are you noticed. Cattle and sheep have no brand. And that is why they are branded. When you differentiate, you have brand. Brand inspires loyalty. Loyalty enables influence. Without brand, you are a grain of rice in a sack. So ask yourself, what is my brand? And the answer should be Islam. My brand is Islam. And that must be reflected not only in our outward appearance, outward appearance also. <clears throat> but it must be reflected in everything we say and everything we do throughout our life. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu to make us the true followers of Rasulullah so that when we meet him alayhi salam he will greet us as ikhwani and akhawati as my brothers and my sisters. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure all those who are sick. We make special dua for our um, dear brother, uh, Mazan's and uh, Maher's father, who is very, very sick. He is in, uh, in, in uh, Lebanon and uh, he is Muni Raukal. He is extremely sick. Please make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieves him of his suffering and brings him home healthy and safe and sound, inshallah. We make dua also for Zaheer, uh, Brother Abdullah's son, who is still very sick. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to relieve his suffering. We ask Allah to cure all those who are sick. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take away the burden from all those who are burdened. We have our Afghan brothers and sisters who are here and who, alhamdulillah, we are doing whatever we can do. May Allah bless all the brothers and sisters who are directly involved in that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cause them to be the means of... Uh, of, of help and blessing for all of them. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyatina wa tawaffana ma'al abrar. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fi l'akhirati hasanatan wa fi na'zabun dar. Amin ya abbal alameen. Ya ibadallah, rahimakumullah, inna allaha ya'amru biladli wal ihsan wa itaiz al-qurba wa yanha'ani al-fahshai wal munkari wal baghi. Ya'izukum la'allakum tazakkaroon. Udhkurullaha yazkurukum. Udhu yastajib lakum. Wala dhikrullahi akbar. 
واللہ علم و ما تسنع اقیم السلام